Hey everyone and welcome to another episode of Honest to Pod with me, Ashton McAllister. And me, Matthew Alley. And today we have a very special guest, uh, the one and only Mickey. Hi. Hello, Mickey. How's it going? Good, good. How are you? Good. Yeah, I'm not too bad. Uh, this has been, uh, what's this going to be, eight weeks now, so bored, I would suppose. Well, I'm not actually bored, just not working, so it's great. Yeah. No, no. <laughs> I was about to say, I don't think you get bored because <laughs> you. This is literally more time for you to train. Yeah, well, that's that's true. Yeah, yeah. absolutely not. Okay. Change too much that way. Nope. And everyone, Mickey is joining us for episode seventy-five. Seventy-five. <laughs> That is how old Mickey Walsh will be in two years' time. Very, very close to it. Did you know? This is true. (laughs) Mickey Walsh is the oldest person to compete in CrossFit Limbaddy. It's a true fact, true story. That's probably very true, actually. I feel it sometimes. (laughs) Although it's good when Ashley comes back because then he's the oldest. I think he just looks the oldest, to be fair, with his creaky bands and stuff. By a mouth. Actually, I will say this just to say... um, for those we didn't actually introduce mickey um but in the first like when we first started this actually i don't know if you because yeah. you listen mickey you came up a lot in yeah. the episodes because i think that ash is i would say low-key but it's very obviously high in highly in love with you and <laughs> yeah. basically wants your babies so how inappropriate <laughs> are his advances on you when you're in person well, well you, the first thing you realise with Ash is he's very inappropriate. Um, he is. He is. Oh, and he's a complete creep. Oh, my, <laughs> oh my God. It's so but, true. Yeah. Like, oh, ridiculous. But um, Guys, I am on this call, by the way. <laughs> just saying. I haven't cut out. Um, if any of our listeners know, it's one thing Matt and I love to talk about is Mickey. Um, Both of us. Uh, <laughs> you talk about Mickey a lot. Are you joking? <laughs> Maybe not when the recording's happening. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, for anyone who does has listened recently or um, from the start, even uh, Mickey runs CrossFit Limavari here in my hometown. Uh, Mickey, do you want to tell everyone a little bit about yourself and what makes you so amazing? To yeah. use your own words. Yeah, uh, well, not much to <laughs> exactly. be honest. Uh, as I say, right around Crossland Valley, we've been open now going into our fifth year. Um, suppose I've always been in there, a wee bit of fitness. It doesn't always look this way. I've worked in call centres, I've laboured, I've dry lined, plasterboard, I've done really everything. Um, and then I just found a passion for CrossFit, opened the CrossFit box and honestly this last five years has been just like a blink of a night. It's crazy, absolutely crazy. And tell us about, about your achievements in the sense of you went to Australia, you've been to Miami, CrossFit's taken you yeah. quite some uh, amazing places. Yeah, that's. I still don't, not, not, not that I've done anything, but you don't really think about it too much because you're still in the now, but I remember starting CrossFit like five years ago and just watching things online like Wadapalooza, um, which is in Miami, it's a CrossFit competition, and then you get to compete in it last year, so it was crazy, October last year, no sorry, this year I went actually February. Um, yeah. yeah, it's just, 
everything's so surreal. But again, you don't you don't really think about those things now because you're still kind of doing it. Um, I suppose when I'm older, like you, Ash, I'll probably think a little <laughs> bit more about it. Um, but no, it's 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 quite it, it is really it's good to push yourself uh, every single day. That's all I ever know. Like ever known, and just it's what I do every day. I get up is like, what can I do today to push myself as hard as I can? Um, even when I had a job, it was always about that. But I suppose in CrossFit, it's just it really is like what you put in, you get out. Um, I've had the opportunity to go to Australia last year, just in October, to compete in the Masters World Championship. So, yeah, it's honestly, it's uh, it's crazy, it's absolutely crazy. But the, the, the crazy thing for me when I think about it is the fact that my kids have been with me. My wife Tilly's been with me, and it's that that kind of makes you f- think more about it rather than just me. Because to me, I don't really know any different. It's just like you, I'm just doing what I do every day in the gym. But obviously, when you go to competitions, there's people watching, but you don't really think about it that way. I will say this though: I do appreciate the fact that you compete in all of these wonderful places. But I actually think it's really irresponsible for you to take your family to Miami and Australia because they are so. Irish and white, and yet you take them to Miami <laughs> and to Australia and expose them to this fucking sun. How dare you? How dare you? You know what I mean? Are people going to be blinded? Yeah. All right. My little girl's ginger as well. That's worse. Listen, she's ginger. She's cooked and she's ready for the oven at this point. She is char grilled. How <laughs> Australia and Miami within like a six month span? No, I know. Not okay. But. The picture of uh, your wife when she met Matt Fraser, um, oh. she was just burnt. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, I'll tell you a funny story about that. Uh, so in Australia, it was a little bit different um, for me anyway. Like every day, I went to the gym, stayed at the sun. It was a massive goal for me to go there and do well in the competition. Not that Miami wasn't, but I said to myself when I go to Miami. Because of what it was and how big it was, and for me, anyway, the competition, was, I'm going to try and like soak this in and enjoy it. So I sat out in the sun. So <laughs> the first two days we were there, Tilly put up an Instagram story of us on the beach. And my coach texts me, get the fuck out of the sun. This is not good for competition. I was like, Tilly, don't be putting any more photos of me up. I was burnt <laughs> stupid. <laughs> so, yeah, so, yeah, that was me told. And this is, this is yeah, in Miami you talking about. people don't take well. What's that? Was that in Miami where you were on the beach? Yeah, yeah. Long? In Miami, yeah. So as I say, in Miami, I kind of not not that I didn't take it seriously. Of course, I take it seriously all the time, but it was more relaxed. I kind of, mm. you know, if I wanted to sit in the sun for two hours, I would have sat in the sun for two hours, and just kind of, okay, I was more relaxed, but I still wanted to do well. But it was, um, yeah, it's kind of it's well hard to explain. But Australia was kind of more uptight because so many mm. people had backed me to go over here, and like we had done fundraisers to go and. You had the support, and you still have that back in the go to Miami, but it, it just felt as if I could relax that wee bit more. No, I think we understand think it, because that- we've got like, and it's not to the same level by any standards, although the competitions are quite well known. We've got the tournaments that we go to for rugby, and they're in yeah. different European countries, and we went to Sydney, we went to Nashville, and things like that. <clears throat> and within the team that we have, there's different levels. But some people go in with this, like, such intensity, they forget to just actually appreciate where they are, what they're doing, and... I really like to take in and enjoy not just what I'm doing, but where I am and the people around me and, and things like that. Not going too far by getting absolutely hammered all the time, you know, within reason. But it is important to actually understand this moment in your life because it will go. Like, it will go really, really quickly. Yeah. Yeah, even even now, like Australia for me and the leading up to it was in the morning I went to the gym 
they went off to the beach. I didn't see them. I dropped them off, left for maybe four or five hours, came back, sat with them, and was worried about being in the sun too long. Was I like hampering what I'm going to do next week? What happens if I get dehydrated? And mm. the last week I really enjoyed it, but Miami was just when we landed, it was like. I'm not going to say I was on holiday, even though obviously Miami I was, but it was definitely a lot more relaxed. But it is, I haven't never really been in that moment you talk about is to try and enjoy it in the moment. But I'm trying to do that a little bit more now. But it is really tough as well because you do have expectations too, and it's it's hard to kind of switch them off to try and enjoy it too. Not that you don't enjoy it, but it's it's a fine line. Mickey, would it be um, safe to say that with Australia? Or would I say fair, fair to say that with Australia, um, because you had the family there, like the, yeah. all the kids were with you. Yeah. Plus, like you said, we did we did a lot in the run up to you going to Australia. Mm-hmm. We had fundraisers, we had event yeah. days, uh, we had t shirt sales, all this type of stuff. You probably carried a heavier burden with you to Australia, and plus you had that you had an injury just before Australia, didn't you? Yeah, so uh, leading to Australia was kind of absolutely in my in my head like it was. Um, I hadn't been able to do like an air squat, so I was injured. I had gluteal tendinopathy. It's called. Basically, how I could explain that is if you have a sore joint anywhere and you go to bend it, the pain you get is just excruciating. So for maybe two or three months leading to the competition, I couldn't do a squat at all. Mm. And obviously, before we go, we don't know what we're doing. So not that I wasn't looking forward to it. Well, I actually really wasn't looking forward to it. Because <laughs> I, I, just, I just felt as if I've got this massive opportunity and this is happening now and I don't feel as if I'll be able to give everything that I can give because this is happening and it was just a crazy mix of emotions like I was coming home every day and the kids were excited and the Tilly was excited but I was kind of like ugh but then Mm. in the lead up to that two or three weeks before they actually released the workouts and if I was to sit with my physio at the time and like Tilly and all the movements that I could do if I was to write myself these workouts and then make them easier it's what the workouts were released for the competition so then I was like Mm. right this is absolutely unbelievable. It's meant to be. Yeah, and that gives you sort of like a mental push in the right direction to say, actually, this is not bad. This is not going to be yeah. as bad as I think it is. Yeah. Oh, you can just Exactly. And then with with Miami, it was a bit different because it was like it was sort of, in my opinion, anyway, it was one of the first times in a long, long time that you and Tilly had gone away, just the two of you. Yeah, we've never we've never gone. Uh, we we have three kids, like obviously, and we've never gone away without the three of them. Um, obviously, when you, we had. No, actually, we've never been there. F- well, we went away to Spain actually for four days, um, for three days, for a break. Uh, that was the yeah. only time we've ever been away. This was kind of like, I think it was ten days. So yeah, it's a, it's a big, big difference. Was it nice as terrible away, as I think it was? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine, what? Was it as terrible as I thought it would be? Like just you and one other person for ten days? Because I think about me and Ashley being together for ten days, and honestly, I Listen. couldn't think of anything worse. Matt, we've you been take- together now for eight weeks. Tilly has murdered me, I would say, at least 30 times. What is the worst thing that you got can- away with it. <laughs> what, what, what are you doing to annoy her? Uh, Breathing? It's just, yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's a very, uh, yeah, it's a fine line. I li- there, literally yeah. was on a call for you, was it last week, Mickey, and <laughs> Tilly was literally said to you, Mickey, why are you breathing so hard? <laughs> and I was just like... <laughs> And he's literally on the floor, just finished his workout. He's like, I literally yeah. just squatted a thousand squats. Come on, bitch. Leave me. Like- <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, we're married this month, 10 years. So, yeah, it's a very much... Uh, oh, congratulations. You know, yeah. yeah. That's what Tilly keeps saying. If she had murdered me, she could probably be out of jail by now. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. But, yeah. 
It is. Uh, it's the week over there was was great. Um, just to, uh, here, you never get that time, and and not that it's not sorry, not that it's great to leave the kids at home and get away, but it, in a way, it is. If that makes sense. It's, I mean, I it completely makes sense. Yeah, it was good. It. I think it's nice to get a good balance, and like you said, you're you're able to at least for a little bit on this trip, even though you're still competing, you're able to enjoy yourself a bit more, and yeah. you know your attention was just on you know getting the balance between having fun and also competing. Yeah, and, that, and, and like, the thing is, the thing is with that as well, like people always say to me about all oh, the sacrifice you're making. Realistically, right? Let's 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 call it speed. I'm not really sacrificing that much because I'm getting to do this three, four, five hours every single day. When you look at Tilly with three kids, maybe doing school runs, and actually know all about the school runs mm-hmm. on that, they're just they're a different level. But um, yeah, like that, that sacrifice. That's that's how I'm able to do these things as well. So um, going away to Miami and, and and the relaxation I plan to take was for her as well. In a way, they say like, not that I was giving a wee bit back, but you do feel as if like, what do you want to do today? Right, we'll do that, and then sure I can train after or so on. If you know what I mean. Yeah, gives gives you time. Gives you two as a couple time to spend together and yeah. chill and yeah, that makes sense. That makes yeah. sense. And like you said, here we are sitting in week eight of quarantine. Is it week eight or is it week set week eight? It is week eight, isn't it? It's Starting week, tomorrow. Just come in here with machete here. Hello, I'm all right. It's okay. <laughs> um, so we're going into week eight. Yeah. Um, and one of the things we want to talk to you about, which we'll we'll segue into in a minute, is, um, so this week. Uh, I don't know if, if any of you guys have seen. I think it's hard to hard to hard to escape it. But Adele posted a picture of herself. Was it her birthday this week or last week? I think um, it was her thirty second birthday. I think it was yeah thirty second birthday, and she posted her Instagram uh, a, a a slimmer picture than uh, what some people would know her for. Um, I think the other pictures had gone up, and you could tell that she was losing weight. Um, but the photo went up. And um, one thing that, as soon as I, as soon as I seen the photo, the morning I seen it, um, I just knew that there would be some form of backlash. Yeah. But in the sense of, as soon as somebody says, "Doesn't she look good?" There would be a, "Are you saying she didn't look good when she was bigger?" Yeah. Um, which is a very odd mindset to take, but it's unfortunately some of the some of the mindsets that people do take. Wait, what's an um, mindset? To to say to somebody, if somebody gives somebody a compliment to say, doesn't Adele look good? The odd mindset is to then come back and say, are you saying that she didn't look good before? I don't think that's right. No, I think it's... No, well, 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 well wait. I think um, in the sense of you're not saying she looked bad before. I'm just saying... She looked good. She looks good now. Yeah. I think it's there's a big jump for somebody to automatically go to that negative space to say, "Well, actually, are you saying she looks bad? She looked bad before." It's like, well, why would you make that jump to assume I'm saying she said that? I didn't say that. It would be more like saying she looks good now. She's lost weight. Is is that? Or if she yeah, like she looks better. Yeah, because they're saying, "Oh, look how good she looks in her photos." Because she's lost weight. That's like the point of it. Not that she looks good now or before. She may look good in any picture, but it's the, the fact that she's lost weight and now she looks good. How good does she look in her new photos with her new body because she's now lost a bunch of weight? Which is, you know, it's, 
I, I understand why people might not want to be complimented by their weight loss or weight gain, you know? Mm-hmm. I'll be I honest, think... see when I seen the picture, honestly, I never really paid attention to what it was. I seen it on, I seen it somewhere, I can't remember. I didn't know who it was. Yeah. So yeah, I had to double look. I had to double look. Yeah, come on the news about the picture came on the news and then it says Adele and I was like, holy shit, that's Adele. So mm. it was kind of like I'd seen it. So I think I'd seen it online. No way, people share stuff on Facebook and you just scroll on. Yeah, I'd seen mm. the picture a few times and then realized until it came on the news, that's who it was. I was like holy shit. I definitely say it's remarkable, like the change, regardless of oh. what's happened, whether you know there's a drastic weight loss or gain. Like, she has changed the way that she looks a lot, and that is quite significant especially for someone like her because she doesn't put herself out on social media at all she'll go into hiding for years at a time um which i appreciate you know it's it's hard for celebrities i imagine i can imagine you know to keep your life private when you're so famous and then she's able to do so like quite successfully um so it is that i understand why people are making such a a deal about it because you don't get much content from her anyway and people obviously live through celebrities lives and stuff but I mean, we spoke about this before. You shouldn't always compliment. I don't believe you should compliment someone always on their weight loss or gain. But I understand that that does happen, personally. I personally think that if somebody's... Because losing weight is hard work. It takes a lot of graft to sit and lose weight. And I think if she... She didn't lose it accidentally. Not, Not that I'm aware of, anyway. You know, she's obviously put in some hard graft to lose weight. She... She, for whatever reason, she decided she wanted to change her body and she worked to change it. Um, I think it's healthier to be slimmer. Um, that's not to say you're not fit if you're larger. I'm saying it's, yeah. you're, you know, if you're carrying less weight on your, on your muscular and skeletal frame, it's going to put less strain on your body and your heart and your organs. So it is, it is healthier to be thinner. Um, so I think it is good to compliment somebody when they've worked hard and they've lost weight. That's not to say that you're insulting somebody for being large. It's just saying, well done and putting the work in. Well, that, that's kind of, as you'll know, obviously coming around, like even the gym, like in any gym environment or any health environment or any environment like this, when people lose weight, for, in my personal opinion and my view with this, and like I speak to Tilly about this all the time, and normally it is, like if you're speaking to people even just over a coffee or their goals and stuff, it's like, you know, people will say, oh, I want to lose weight. Or people will say, I'm happy enough where I am, I want to get stronger. But my opinion on this is just basically, if you are happy with what it is at the minute and where you are, then you don't, if you don't feel as if you need to change, and don't change. But don't hide either. So, like, don't, like, be insecure about the way you are, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So, like, when me and Tilly go away, like, even Miami, for example, oh, I'm fat, I'm fat. Catch yourself on, will you? Like, Wear, wear your bikini or just roast to the beach. Oh, I can't wear a bikini because I'm too big. I'm like, I d- have no idea why you think like that. I said, this is your body. I said, take your top off. Wear your bikini. If you're happy with this, this is who you are, this is who you are. Whether you're being a size zero, a size 12, a size 20, it's if you're happy with where it is, then this is where you are. If you're not you- happy, then we go down the change route. I think there's an element though, and... This is to you, I guess, because it, you can say that because your body is like what people try to achieve after, rightfully so, like all of your hard work. I don't know, like, have you ever been in a, like really out of shape or felt like you had, or do you have now like insecurities with your body where you're like, you know what, <clears throat> I really find it uncomfortable to do something. 
Because your it's Instagram tells happen. other lies. You're so topless all the time. Yeah. <laughs> it's just and it is a thought through. Even even growing up, like as a kid, when I went on holidays, I, I didn't have a t-shirt on. You know, it's just, I'm comfortable with like who, what I am, and, and I understand that the way I think about things, everybody is so different. Don't get me wrong, it, and it, it's not like I, I don't parade about with a top off because I have like I'm in good shape or or things like that. If if I was not in good shape, the way I, my head is, I would be happy enough to like walk about with no top on and like Ash, you know my father like, again. <laughs> Yeah, he, he runs like my father. Runs, that's probably where I get it from him. To be honest, he literally doesn't wear a top at all when it comes to like springtime to winter, like mm. at all. Um, he's just Jesse has the tops off. He yeah, he's just tops off the whole time, and um, and I know it is easy for me to say that. I suppose because if you look at Instagram and and he, here's the, here's the problem with it as well. That is the problem with social media and stuff. But I mean, um, that's just the way I feel. If if you're comfortable, flaunt it. Who, like. People's opinions is people's opinions. Like for instance, for me doing that, people will have an opinion on me as well. Um, when I get up in the morning, not in a cocky or obnoxious way, those thoughts don't really bother me because mm-hmm. no matter how good or bad you do, people will have those thoughts anyway, and that's just I'll never be able to change them. And um, but I'm just comfortable with how I look, and I, I feel as if, like for instance, if you're having a conversation with me like Ash or Matt, and like Ash, I have this conversation with you a lot, and. Matt, I don't have it with you at all, Harley, like, but I don't mind having it with anybody. But if you're happy with who you are at the minute, happy days. Flaunt it, do whatever you want, top off, hot pants, whatever way you want to flaunt it, that's fine. But if you're not happy, then how do we change it? What would you be happy with? That's kind of where it goes to then as well, if that makes sense. No, absolutely, I do, I do agree. Um, but everybody's different with that as well, don't get me wrong. I wish more people were able to be happy with how their bodies are and things like that and I'm along the same lines with you to be honest like I'm nowhere near in shape at all but like even yesterday like I was just outside my front door in like really short shorts topless and everything because the sun was out and you know I really wanted to yeah to enjoy it um and regardless of like the soft bits that I see in like the mirror and stuff I do look at parts of my body and think you know what I'm really happy um with it is it perfect no um but do you know what? But what what is perfect? That's the problem. You know what I mean? What is perfect? This is it. Mm. You know, no matter like if I ask you that, you'll maybe say something different to what I say is perfect. If I ask Ashley what's perfect, everybody and that's the thing. Everybody is so different. Yeah. The thing with the Adele thing though is, I, I think and and people in general is when we if because actually you say like it's important to, you know, people work really hard to lose weight, but that's not always the case. Some people don't do it purposely, but it's a result of mental health issues or illnesses and things like that. And at this point, like, you know, with pictures being posted with no background, people are going to speculate. And it's, I think it's wrong to assume that people are going to, in, in your, in the, you know, the CrossFit and when you go to a gym, that situation, people like outwardly express that they want to lose weight and, you know, and that's important. But if they don't do that, then it's, I think it can be wrong to assume that someone's lost weight due to their hard work and, and dedication. Yeah. That's, that's kind so of think, the, the... Go ahead, Ashley. Well, I was going to say, I think that the, the difference we were talking about is what I said initially was people complimented her on her weight loss and then other people attacked their compliment by saying, are you saying she looked bad before? I think it's... Um, there's no one-one situation really like and that's we're given a compliment yeah. you're always yeah. yeah yeah it's sort of 
and it, it's sort of then the article that was written in the Telegraph by um, the journalist Rebecca Reed sort of in my head backs up what I'm saying because she said, why the photo of the new slimmer Adele makes women like me feel uncomfortable? And in this article, like she admits that she's jealous and she admits that it hurt her when she read it because she looked at Adele as a larger figured uh look at me i'm i represent and i think she does she does quote in the article that in 2002 adele said that she is proud to represent the majority of women and that she will never become a skinny mini mm. um so it's you know the people have reacted to her i think they've they've looked at it and said a seven stone weight loss um and it's t to me it's it's about i get that people are okay with how they look but because somebody has uh lost weight and people are complimenting her on their weight loss there's it then springs this negativity from other people who look at that and say well, well i'm jealous of that and i don't and i think it's the negative articles that come out and say well adele's adele's weight loss makes me feel uncomfortable it's like well Adele's weight loss is about Adele, you know. The like you said, Matt, Adele is an incredibly private person, from what we understand, and her weight loss shouldn't take away from the fact that she was an Oscar winner, a Golden Globe winner, she's a Grammy winner, she's a Billboard Music Award winner, she's a Brit Award winner. Like she's an incredible person, and to me, all I care about is you know when's her next her next album coming out. She's a oh singer, God, and that's yeah. what she wants to be known for. Yeah. Um, and I think to to me, it's the negativity that is onset by other people's other people's success and you're right Matt, we don't know if she lost weight if it was a health reason or whatever else reason but you know when she's the picture look she looks happy in the picture she doesn't look sad she looks happy with who she is she looks incredible in that black dress that she's wearing and and some people out there who i believe are self-defined as feminists attack her for it because they no longer can use her as a benchmark to justify their own body that's the way i look at it I think this is kind of the problem that we have in society now is that like, and, and there's a big massive focus on mental health around the whole world, which is so, so important. But there's also people, in my honest opinion, that hide behind that as well. And what I mean by that is like people that have, have a... Like there's people that have had things have happened to them over the years and it's traumatic and and they've melt like mental illnesses after this and that, and that's understandable and the things that have happened are shocking and terrible but what I mean is like for instance if people people come out with insecurities and stuff and then hide behind like an umbrella of things that are so like like what is mental health like what what it's it's a way broader things whereas like it's okay to go out and like for instance Adele doing this and somebody having an opinion on it um and saying like you know she looks really good. Then somebody coming in and saying like, "Oh, what are you trying to say?" She, that's not what the person's trying to say. So like, on the mental illness side of things, I think there's too much. You can't have an opinion now on things because you're damning things, or you can't say something straight, straight up. You know, like for instance, why is there so many fake accounts run about? There's all these things happen. You can't, you can't be as honest anymore because, oh, you can't say that because that could harm their mental health in the future. Does that make sense? Mm. Yeah. And I, I think, don't want to say I think, too I think, harsh. I'm not. I, I know what I want to say, but it's not coming out too well. No, I think I think we've we've chatted a lot about mental health on this podcast in the past. Um, and one thing you know, mental health issues and concerns on the rise, and they should be. I think there should be more oh, yeah. awareness around Definitely. around things like this. And you know, pictures like that Gadell posted are going to have some effect on some people, and and that's what's going to happen. Um, I mean, if any woman 
who felt comfortable in their body before and then now feels uncomfortable because they've seen Adele. They, 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 they shouldn't they shouldn't feel uncomfortable because somebody else decided to lose weight. Like you said, Mickey, it's all about being comfortable in your own skin. Yeah. Um, but I also do think that this over-awareness on mental health shouldn't de- like take away from awareness of physical health as well. Um, your body, your body, and your brain are two different things, um, and just because you're striving to get a better grasp on your mental health, you shouldn't overlook your physical health as as a way to as a way to over or as a way to get there. If that makes sense. Yeah. I do. When's, when's um, the last? Sorry. Well, I think that's. I think they are separate things, but I do think they're like connected, and it's more like if you compliment on someone and say that they you know, they look nice and that's fine. I think it would be different if you compliment someone on their weight loss or, you know, on something they've done to change their body, whether it was on purpose or not. Unless you actually know, that's the only thing I'll say. Like, yeah. you know, and I, I agree with, I think I agree with both of you. Like, say like that woman who wrote the article and saying Adele's weight loss makes me feel bad. That's that's their own insecurities. Like, they're projecting yeah. that onto someone else, which is not okay. <clears throat> you know, you need to be comfortable within yourself. I think on a certain level, regardless of whether you are overweight or not, out of shape or in shape, there is a certain level of self-esteem that's important for, for people to have. And if someone is larger, I see myself as a larger person, to be fair, um, but I still see myself as, I'm not like massively large. But um, I think that you should be able to feel comfortable even if you're out of shape and not feel bad about yourself oh, yeah. not to say that you shouldn't do anything about being healthier but i i keep getting from you actually in particular that you feel like if someone is bigger then they are unhealthy and i just don't think that that's always the case to be fair oh, no no, no what i no no what i what i said matt was if you're bigger you're unhealthier i'm not saying you're unhealthy i'm, I'm saying if the larger you are the the more unhealthy you will be and i just don't think that's true if i think about like um people that i, I think I mean, I've spoken about it before, but I'm, I can be quite active and I try and exercise and things like that. And there are people that, um, we, we had a gym at work and we go sometimes for like retreats and things away and whatever. And there are people that are like, I mean like 30, 40 kilograms less than me. And these are men as well. They are much lighter than I am and are in no way near physical shape as I am. Like, you know, we're doing active yeah, things. And that does not mean that they are more healthy because they are thinner. Well, I mean, to, to me, Mickey, you, you, you know more than this, so step in if I'm wrong, but there's different aspects here. Fitness is is just one thing, but um, the, the if you're heavier, you're putting more strain. Like I said before, you're putting more strain on your, your muscles, you're putting more strain on your organs. It takes a heart a lot more to pump it, the yeah. blood around a larger body than it does a smaller body. So it's not about not just about fitness. It's about what all, what other things you have to put your body through. And I'm not, I, think, I guess... Yeah. What, what, go ahead, Mickey. I think like what you're saying is right and then what Matt you're saying is right there is so there's body types as well there is going to be larger people there's going to be smaller people when, when it comes to like the both points is like so from a from a, a health standpoint it's we talk about obesity like when, when I stand on here here's problems with that like when I stand on those scales you know you used to get them in the chemist the ones mm. you put your hands in and they do mm. your whole BMI and all that I'm obese for my height you see so that you can't take it all off that but and you are no, sorry, do you say you're four foot nine or four foot eight? I forget. I'm actually three foot seven. No, ah. I'm actually six foot five sometimes, but sometimes I'm five foot eight. Uh, you are yeah. never six foot five. <laughs> yeah, sometimes. Sometimes. 
<laughs> when he's standing on Teddy's shoulders. <laughs> I, still, I still wouldn't be six foot five. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, there is there's different body types as well. So like there is larger people, um, there there is smaller people, and there's in between people as well. But I think the point is more the obesity side of like so. It's more. Probably the point easier to make would be about the calories in, calories out. For instance, you have the people that, that like say, say for instance, um, like me, um, say 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 it was chunky, but I was always chunky, and I, like I'm not eating excessively. I'm still exercising, but my body type doesn't really change. If that makes sense. Mm. So the people that would be on the, the obesity side would be putting their organs more at stress because the the organs are having to work harder to pump the blood around the body. Like all, the heart's working harder, sorry, to pump the blood around the body to the organs and stuff because they're heavier and they're unhealthier. So like, obviously there's thinner people as well that are probably more unhealthy than the bigger people because they probably eat more rubbish and all that sort of stuff. But the, the body type aside, it's it's more the obesity side of things and the like. I'm trying. I'm trying to put it like you'll see. I'll tell you what. Look at all athletes and sports and all. Like Wayne Rooney, for instance. Wayne, Wayne Rooney was an athlete, but didn't look like an athlete. Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. And that's not just me saying that. Like, so you look at Wayne Rooney and Cristiano Ronaldo played at the same time. So they're both athletes. Yeah. They're both playing a professional sport. One's body type's completely different to the other. Does that make sense? So I wouldn't necessarily say that Ronaldo's healthier than Rooney at that aspect. They probably do the same things. Yes, Ronaldo probably does things differently, but I mean then, when you go on to the scale of things that somebody's not so active, but maybe they're obese, if that side of things. Does that make sense? Or yeah. then you have the other person that's smaller, who's not active as well, and is probably eating as much as the person that's obese is eating. As, as unhealthy as the bigger person too, if that makes sense. Does that make I, sense? I think so. I do think people's bodies react differently to certain things, because... Um, I look at my body shape and my housemates' body shapes and things like that, and I just think, well, <clears throat> we're all similar heights and stuff. They're slightly taller than me. I weigh a lot more than they both do. We all play rugby and things like that. Some of us exercise, some of us don't. Um, the things that I eat are different to other people. Ash, we were talking about this the other day because, you know, you were talking about mm-hmm. the time. Your weight, I hope you don't mind me saying, you say that your weight fluctuates quite a lot. Um, oh, my God. Yeah, I mean, I literally was about to say I put on so much weight. Um, and I want to just say you look really good with your weight gain. Honestly, well done. Well done on all of the pounds you've put on. You look really well, good. Well, thank you. I, I don't feel comfortable with myself, so I do want to lose it. You um, should feel comfortable. <laughs> and that's, that's, uh, that's the other side of this as well. There is people that will, like, eat a bag of crisps and put on weight. You know, it's just people are so, so different, and they, 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 they react differently to how they're, like, Mickey. foods and everything. Can I just say, if it was just a bag of crisps, it's probably... Was it the time that I had two pizzas in a day, or what was it? Actually, I can remember. I just say this also? I know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know. Listen, guys, it's been a really tough time. But um, um, on the... on the, Go ahead, Matt. Go on. Go on, Ash. I was going to say, on the topic of obviously being active and um, sort of doing what we can... Uh, unlike what Matt, Matt loved to just point out there that I have put on weight um, I'm just saying obviously I didn't say that I said your weight fluctuates and then you said your well, weight I know exactly what you were saying <laughs> um, so we are in week 8 of lockdown and I think mentally and physically people are you know I, I want to say pushed to their limits but I, it's not it's not what I'm trying to say they're sort of we're, we're hitting a barrier of what we can do and yeah. uh, I think Mickey, I've said to you 
so many times that you're one of these unique people who can find motivation in like the grim grimmest of circumstances for somebody to, like yourself to go out to your gym and train by yourself sometimes oh. with music sometimes without music with nobody there like i enjoy going to crossfit because i love it's sort of what pushes me further is being with other people and doing it but you've this unique mental ability to apply yourself and stimulate yourself when you're by yourself yeah. where does uh, that come from do you know what I, I have I carry on this guy all the time he's always like uh, Mickey you're not wise and, and, and I'm always like do you know what I'm not I, I don't I don't claim to be wise in a way um, I don't know where I come like see you growing up um, I, there's a couple of things stand out for me and I don't know if it's got anything to do with it but I actually is it, a little bit about the story go ahead is it the Britney Spears posters in your bedroom when you were a kid well that's that's like a given that's like you know Britney Spears mm. is the god like, there's nobody like Brit. I'll tell you, you I started you should hate her now because you know she just burnt down a gym and she might burn down your yeah. Matt, you, you need to be very careful here with Brittany now she's a very special lady uh, did uh, you listen. hear that Mickey that she <laughs> listen, she burnt down her gym yeah yeah she lit a candle and she burnt down her gym no she didn't I'll give I her listen you don't follow her she's a god you need to look at her current news oh, you're some fan Brittany you're not a Britney Spears fan at all she burnt I down your church <laughs> See, whenever I started going with Tilly, though, I still had her uh, calendars every year in my room. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, no, I, I, wow. Up, like, it's just a few things that have happened. Um, I remember, like, obviously playing football the whole way through. Uh, even before playing football, I remember going outside and just doing laps around this island we used to have. Do you know when you're growing up and you have like something outside your house that's massive? When you go back and see it, it's like tiny. Mm, but mm. to me in that time, it was massive. And I used to run around this uh, like a wee square thing outside the house. We used to race and see how long you could run around it. And all my friends would say, we stop now. He's like, oh, keep, we'll do, another, we'll do a few more, we'll do a few more. And everybody used to get scunnered with me doing this. And then I started playing football. Um, I don't know, it's just, I remember one time we played in the Mull Cup here, which is quite a big tournament. It was under 14s and all my mates get selected for the team and I didn't. And I remember at that time I was like gutted, disappointed, but I just sort of said to myself, you're just not good enough. Um, so you're going to have to make sure that obviously if you're not good enough skillful wise, that there's only one thing you can take care of and that's run more than the person you're playing against or run more than the person's in your position. So from then it was kind of like, Right, the one thing I can control, I can't control what people think of me, I can't control what this coach thinks I'm like or my skill levels and stuff, but I can control how fit I am. And that's always, I don't know. And then watching Rocky growing up, my father used to watch it all the time. And when he's training for Rocky Four, I used to be like, geez, I would love to be doing a sport if you had to train that hard to do it. Ugh. I would love to be doing it. I don't, I don't know, I just, don't get me wrong, I remember looking at Rocky saying, geez, I'd love to look like that as well. And I remember. And this is no word of a lie from about first year. Every single day I used to come home from school. I used to go upstairs, upstairs sorry, put Britney Spears on the radio and do push-ups and sit-ups for hours. Oh my so God, that's exactly what I was missing. I used to go upstairs and put on Christina Aguilera, but I didn't do push-ups <laughs> and sit-ups. I used to dance. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah, yeah. Oh my days. What a mistake. <laughs> that's what you're missing. <laughs> I was shaking my bum. I'm a really good dancer though. I was... <laughs> I'm actually very good at sit-ups and push-ups now. Oh, uh, mate, I missed that. We need to teach each other. Yeah, that's, that, I, that's always just been in my head. I don't know. It's like uh, I, when I get up in the morning, it's always like, honestly, if you're inside my head, you would think that fella is not wise. 
like people say to me when I'm training, why do you not listen to music? I say, look, in my head, there's music on all the time. That's kind of what I always say to people. So I don't know. It's just, it's always been in me. I, I don't believe in that the bar's never too high. I don't believe that. I, I really, really don't. Like, I think you can always get over the bars such in a way if you keep pushing hard enough. Mickey, and, 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 big, and everything. Big, big question. Top five Britney Spears songs. Oh! Yeah. Do you know what? Hey, I always, uh, I'm not a girl, not yet a woman, that one. That's, that's, the, always that's your favourite. Oh. I, I always go back to playing. I like sometimes as well. That hits the strings, like, sometimes. Hit me wow. maybe one more time up there as well, just because we has to be. remember. Absolutely I had has it on the be. big PC in the sitting room, and I had to actually get earphones, like big earphones at the time, because my mum and dad were going clean mad, because I played it, like, for repeat for, like, an hour. All did, the they, did they ever come up to you and have a serious chat with you and say, Mickey... Um, <laughs> basically the same here's a chat. share CD Ashley and I had did they have that same conversation with you uh, I, I, I actually remember now, now you think about it or now I'm thinking about it, you talking like this I remember uh, my dad actually bought me a pool table and built me the shed out the back and he put the pool table with my stereo in the back so I could listen to it out there maybe that was a sign oh, wow. <laughs> get out there I think um, uh, my favourite Britney Spears song is 100% Toxic, without a shadow of a doubt. Yeah. The video is incredible, the song is incredible, it is the best piece of artwork that she's ever done. She is I like, like Give Me More, I think that's my favourite. Is that her? the one she done, what was the one, it was the, with the rapper, oh, it's actually very good. Oh, I don't know which one oh. that is. You didn't know Give Me More was Britney Spears? I didn't. I didn't think I did think. No. Think Peace of Me. Give, give <clears throat> Me More and Peace of Me are my two favourite things. Mm. But I wasn't a massive, massive Britney Spears fan. I wasn't a huge one. Um, I remember did you it, like Christina Aguilera? Did you not think at that time it was either Christina Aguilera or Britney Spears? There was never a, there was never yeah. like both. My sister loved Christina Aguilera and hated Britney I Spears. Because I prefer like good voices as opposed to like the whole entire performance. I've always been about just the vocals. Um, and the quality and you know Britney Spears is not known for her vocals but she is very talented and obviously she's beautiful and a great performer but she's not the best singer and I love great singers so that's why I was more like um, Christina was my gal fuck he's white horse isn't he Ash? well I was going to say what do you feel about that uh, it's it's hard to take to be honest what well, hold on you're not going to you're not going to lie to yourself <laughs> and to everyone and say that she's got a good voice <laughs> are you uh, I remember the time when she shaved her head and started hitting the car and stuff. I remember Tilly buzzing. She'd done this to say, ah, see, look, look at Britney Spears. And I was like, leave her alone, will you? She's going through a lot. People are harsh, leave, man. Like, leave. like, she's got, when we talk about mental health issues and stuff, like, she obviously oh needs some God. help. And people are horrendous about it. Like, honestly, oh. they're really bad. I think there are, I think people are really unfair. Really. And then she put on just a tiny bit of weight, right? She wore the same outfit. Just had a slight, slight yeah. little belly, a little, right. little muffin top. And people were saying how fat she was. And I was like, you're oh fucking God. mad. You are crazy if you think she's fat. And not still beautiful. We're all, are we around the same age? Uh, I'm about 10 years younger than both of you. Well, uh, yeah, we roughly are. Matt, you're 32, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> growing up, she would be... like She would have been the biggest person growing up. Oh, I remember exactly when she came out. My, my older brother, he's five years old, older than I am. So, not five years, that's an absolute lie. Two and a half years. I don't know why I said five years. How old are you both? Ash, you're 34. Well, Mickey's I'll be 25. 21 now in November. No, okay. take a seat, Mickey. Are you talking about 21 not, not inches? Not of those frown lines. <laughs> not of I'll those frown lines. I'll be 37 in November. 
That's embarrassing for you. Um, what? what? what you're 37. <laughs> I thought you. I I thought you were younger. Than, I thought you were the year above me in school. Oh no, I'm I'm 37 in November coming. 36, yeah. And you're 30, 35 next week actually, right. so it's pretty much the same. Um, um 30. Oh, yeah. I'm 35 in a month's time. Ash, you're definitely fucking lying to yourself. I swear to God, hey, there's no. Listen, way it's really- not my. No, I know. I know what you're saying, guys. It's not my fault. I have amazingly good skin, and I look a lot younger than what I actually am. I get told it all the time. It's not my fault. I am turning 35 next month. Do you get it? Actually, I love it how you. <laughs> go on, go on. Around Lamavari, I always say to people, look, honestly, guys, who looks younger here, me or him? Who's talking to Ash, obviously. And Why would you ask a question? He is. No one is <laughs> angry. Yeah. Ash looks younger than you, for sure. Are you saying they say you look younger? Shut up! That's because, <laughs> that's because you wear tracksuit bottoms outside in the day when it's inappropriate and you look like one of the chads around the corner. And I because actually don't even wear tracksuit bottoms, I wear shorts. Fucking shorts everywhere, one of those stupid idiots. What is it with people that like work in gyms and stuff that wear shorts regardless of the weather? You've got tiny little calves as well. Like They're not going to warm up, but apparently your legs are really... I don't get it. I don't get it at all. We've got I'll the tell you a funny story about my shorts. Uh, see... Just at the end of the year last year, it was, no, yeah, it was about November time. I think it was, anyway, or October. It was actually just before I went to Australia, actually, so it would have been just around the start of October. Um, a girl in the gym asked me to do a talk to a youth club in school. So I was like, nah, no problem. Do you remember this, Ashley? No. So I was all right. I said, yeah, it's no problem at all. So I was working that night. I said, look, do I have to do anything? She said, oh, no, no, your grand just come, sure. I said, look, I'll be working. So I'll just come from work. She said, that's ah, all right. So I was alright, I was working, I got a guy to come in to cover me, so Emmett it was, at the gym, he was coming to cover me, so he was a wee bit late, and I was like, Emmett, you coming in? He goes, I'm coming now, so I was meant to be there at half seven, I landed literally at about 31 minutes past, and she was like, oh, where were you? And I, I had my jumper on, my shorts, and my, obviously, CrossFit socks, and my nanos. She says, come on, we're going to the hall. I said, what are we going to the hall for? She says, oh, everybody's waiting for you. I says, hold on a minute, everybody? She says, yeah, so the next thing you know, the principal walks around the corner, with his big suit, hair all done. Um, did you not dress for this? I was like, uh, for what? <laughs> he says, the whole parents, teachers, everybody's in the hall waiting for you, the whole school. <laughs> I said, you joking? He goes, no. I says, oh, shit. He goes, did you not have anything else to put on? I said, look, I'll be honest. See the suit you're wearing and what I'm wearing doesn't make us any different to people. He says, I'll be fine. We'll just get on with it. So I had a sit on the, on the like, you know, like in the school, you have the stage as such. Mm. Oh my days! Yeah, and I sit on the stage for about thirty minutes in the seat, listening to all these people talking about their achievements and the school. And I was like, "Oh my god!" I had nothing prepared, not a thing. Our guest speaker, Michael Walsh, is going to speak now. He's like, "Oh sweet lord, <laughs> this is um, about five hundred people sitting in front of me. Me not prepared at all." But sure, it's only a pair of shorts. <laughs> Why did? Yeah. Do we not blame this woman for not preparing you at all for what you're about to do? She didn't give you any context. Like, Matt, that's exactly what I said, but she was like, oh, I told you, and I was like, you definitely didn't tell me. You definitely didn't tell me. What? <laughs> it probably wouldn't have made a difference on me, to be honest. <laughs> Were they good shorts? Were they at least good shorts? Please tell me you moisturise your legs at least. Moisturise? Uh, oh. oh, my God. He shaves his legs. He shaves his legs. Yeah. Do you have hairy legs, Matt? Do I? I don't we were talking about legs. this yesterday, Matt. Me, I've got beautiful, smooth legs. They are not hairy at all. At right, all. So Honestly, I have this... hairy legs. No. My wife does massages, so she getting a massage and hairy legs is excruciating. So, like, if I ever get niggles or any pains in my legs, I need to rub out to shave my legs. 
Not with a razor, just like a hair razor, just like down to mm. a zero. It's bliss. And it's great. And and in in his defence, Matt, he does his wife Tilly does massage his body pretty much like four times a day. I mean, so that lotion is getting is getting pushed right into that skin. Let's keep it clean here, guys. Come on. Hey. <laughs> oh. I'm, I'm, I'm surprised at you, Ash. Don't you be blushing after the type of stuff you talk about with me on the phone. Just because that record button's hit now, Mickey. Mickey Walsh, this is a purely queer space, okay? No one's to hear about your heterosexual woman-on-man <laughs> encounters, okay? That's fucking disgusting, okay? That's a... <laughs> disgusting. Ashley hears them all the time. He oh. loves it. Ashley doesn't even talk I about don't... sex. Ashley doesn't have sex. He doesn't believe in it. Yeah. It's, I'm well, not I'm tell you the story about when he came to Dublin, Matt. You wouldn't have heard this wee story. Oh, let's go. Oh, <laughs> oh this wee story of, of our friend Ash. So... Me, Tilly, and Bobby, we booked a room in the hotel, so we had a nice double bed and a wee single bed. Bobby is your middle child? Yeah. Bobby, Bobby he's 12. Well, he was 11 then. So I was all right. I know we come down, and obviously it's a big big competitions on. Ash is coming over from London to see all the boys compete. Obviously, there was no women there that weekend, apparently. Didn't notice one. Yeah, um, so that's that's another story. I was wondering why, because he did it over my birthday weekends, but I realised now why he left because there was all the boys. <laughs> he was talking he, about. He actually so I just say this. Well, I'm hoping it wasn't Bobby because he kept on talking about this guy Bobby that he thought was really hot, and now it makes sense. Of oh. <laughs> wow. <laughs> no, it was Matt I think. Can we not have pedophile pedophile jokes? It was. Uh... <laughs> Ash, you've definitely changed since going to London, hey? <laughs> so anyway, continue, continue with your story, oh, yeah, so, Mickey. Now, I'm, Ashley's the sort of guy who's, like, you know, organised. So if he's going away for the weekend, he'll have a wee diary. And I know he does have a diary somewhere where he writes everything down. Nine o'clock, here's what I'm doing. And he writes the next thing down. Taxi at 12, all this sort of stuff. Mm, 100%. So I'm not really like that, right? So I give a guy a lift down to the competition because he didn't realize the competition was on a friday but he had booked the hotel for the saturday so i was like fuck sure it'll be all right ash will let you stay over with him so that's fine so we land down the competition obviously must have been nine o'clock in the morning it was early anyway we were there obviously in my head i still haven't said to ashley here now this guy's going to be sharing a room with him but that's okay this is, this is we friday land back to the hotel. Right? yeah and yeah. we're there on the friday so then we watch the competition it's over i'm gonna say seven o'clock so we land back to the hotel and i'm like oh fuck right where's ash so there's ash i said ash, look you couldn't do me a favor connor has no room could he stay in your room tonight and at this moment in time ash says his phone in hand you know and you watch these films the boy starts juggling the phone as if he's been completely shocked he's like oh. <laughs> so that's all right don't i his face goes sheet white he doesn't really respond and then i get checked in and mickey mickey uh, mickey mickey uh, mickey, uh, uh uh, I can't. Uh, I, I have a guy coming around tonight, so I, I can't. Uh, hey. stay. He's like, what? He's like, yeah, I have a guy coming around. It's just like uh, he came, uh, uh, something grinder or something that he's always on or something. He was talking oh. about. So, uh, and next thing, Connor had to sleep in the single bed in our room. <laughs> Bobby was in her double bed with me and Tilly, and that was our night for the night. And Ashley was nice and comfortable, hooked up with his guy in his room there. That's the story about Ash. Oh, with a spare goodness. bed in my room as well with a spare bed in the room as well yes. listen there's one thing we know about Ashley and I don't know if you know this but you might listen to it on the podcast Ashley's motto is hoes before bros he has no loyalties when it comes to his friends 100% okay all he cares about is the D 
And I mean, he will ignore me. <laughs> or I'll tell him, I think that guy's hot. And he will go straight over there and just undercut me. He is the biggest cock block, unless it benefits 100%. himself. He is disgusting when it comes to that. Outrageous. Actually, how could you do that to Connor? Shocking. <laughs> um, you should you have seen him that whole weekend. Oh, my good God. What, how he was over the guys? There was not a single oh. video of anyone that he knows. It was all about these random people. But what Ashley likes to do, he likes to drop a little nugget of one woman to make out like he cares about this woman performing. <laughs> it's not true. It's not true at all. Oh, I know. Oh, I know. <laughs> it's a ruse. <laughs> it's a ploy. Isn't it's it? a like, decoy. It's absolute oh, ruse. I care about everybody okay. here. I do. The only reason why I do CrossFit is for the competition, he says. <laughs> <laughs> Absolute lies, absolute lies. Just own up to it. <laughs> Can I just say that your impersonation of me, Matt, is terrible? It's, I can't do your Irish accent. Well, you're pretty much London anyway nowadays, so it's pretty much spot on. Because oh, yes. you certainly don't have an Northern Irish accent. about Ashley because I really want to know this because um, oh, I found out a little gem last week right so he called me or we spoke um, and when we do the podcast and he had said like he tried to do his exercises but only did half of them or less than half because he wasn't really feeling it but had the audacity to post online as if he did all of the exercises I want to know how bad is Ashley at CrossFit <laughs> so it's a funny way to this because Ashley likes <laughs> it's like See, see sometimes, now not all the time to be fair to ask, like sometimes he goes up hell bent and goes in hard. See sometimes whenever whenever you get a text message from Ashley, like something you're saying about it, he has to do less reps, right? And mm. in, in the back of my head, the vision I have is somebody that's like, it's hard to explain. So, do you know when you have somebody in a hard situation and they're like throwing the toys or like, oh, I can't. No, just stop. That's that's the vision I have of Ashley. Whenever he's saying he can't do all the reps, it's like he's midway through. He's having the talk with himself. He say, nobody's gonna know, but I can still put it on Instagram, and everybody will think I done it all. I'm mad. Uh, can I just say, Mickey, I am always transparent with you if I do the reps or not. <laughs> yeah, he, to be fair, he is. To be fair, and he always, always. laughs after he says it because he knows. I just say I'm, something. To him. <laughs> Because yesterday, and, it's, and the reason being is, you know, I, you, you hold me accountable for a lot of the stuff that I do, oh, yeah. and and you know, I appreciate that. And yesterday we did this workout, and I was the last one finished. And I just, and we chat, we you and I until he had coffee afterwards, just on, um, on, uh, was it WhatsApp video call? It was WhatsApp, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and we were just chatting, and then you didn't even ask, and I just said, look, I'm not going to be honest. I didn't do all the reps. I didn't do all the calories on the thing, and that's just, that's just. You know, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm not going to sit and lie. And it's also, I'm not going to lie to myself. Um, the, I push the workouts as you treat, as you, as you tell us to do them. Yeah. If I, if I wanted to um, push my own score, I would, but sometimes I do and sometimes I don't. On, on the um, flip side of that, just in case anybody's listening and thinks that uh, this would go on with everybody, it really doesn't. It's just like a thing that we would joke about because I so I'll, I'll get to know people and I'll know the people that I can say stuff to like this yeah for instance CrossFit is widely scalable so for instance right if I was to get somebody that wasn't actually coming to do something for the very first time 
very very rare especially when it comes to stuff like yesterday like machine workouts you would get them to do exactly what's prescribed because it's a dark place at times them machines and stuff so it is quite tough mm. but yeah well I wanted to ask I think, I think... <laughs> go on actually go ahead go ahead I was going to say I think I, was... <laughs> I think that is what's true about CrossFit is it is like you said you do scale it back and you're always very good at saying like even even if you program a number say it's 40 calories you have to do whatever it is you, you, you're, the point the point isn't it has to be 40 calories it has to be a number that you can get each time it's the consistency across the rounds or whatever it is and I think like you said CrossFit is very scalable and, and that's what I think I because I, I, I joined it first of all and I hated it and I left and then I put on a lot of weight and then I met you remember I met you guys in the coffee shop and then um, so the matter, mis- I'll tell you a story but this happens all the time with me and I, I don't do this to anybody or never have or I don't think I do anyway. maybe, maybe I do but we were in the coffee shop and again it's the same kind of conversation with the Connor thing at the desk I actually started fumbling things and like dropping things <laughs> and, and he was like I just he didn't have a rugby ball in his hand did he? <laughs> he, wouldn't, he wouldn't have dropped him okay. uh, but yeah <laughs> and he, the guy just says yes Ash how's it going he's like oh I'm coming back to the gym I, I swear to God I'm coming back I was like Jesus when he said hello <laughs> alright yeah so what, what what happened was I you guys were already in the coffee shop there was you and a yeah. few of the other coaches were sat having coffee I'd come in to grab a coffee to go and I got I what you're like you just said hello and I was like hey oh, I'm going to come back out to the gym you didn't say anything else except for <laughs> hello but then what, what made me feel really awkward was that everyone else around the table laughed and I thought and I was wrong I thought they were laughing at me for, for oh. saying yeah whatever you're going to come to the gym I found out later on I think it was Niall um, it was Cookie that said to me he remembers that day and it wasn't that all, it wasn't we all laughed at you it was literally I think two minutes before I had walked in somebody else had come in and said to yeah. you I'm going to come out to the gym they had walked on and then you said I don't know why any anyone who meets me has to tell me they're going to come out to the gym yeah. and then I, I walk was, in uh, yeah like no, I, I wasn't saying it in a bad way as well. It's just a you, you'd be there and I ask you would see it as well. People, like if I, it's Limavady is a small town. It's funny. It's, yeah. It's it's not not in a bad way. That's a good thing about mm-hmm. it as well. Being a small town, but like if I would say a load of people, I'm not saying a load of somebody to try and take money off you to come and get a membership in the gym. I'm just like saying how's things and how's it going. Yeah. <laughs> not, not, say I'm coming to the gym and you know. But I think that's the same level of what we were just talking about, where like it's almost people's own. They're saying it to themselves. Yeah. They were saying it to themselves, but they just feel like, oh, you're like the you're the person on the manifestation of what they're saying. You represent the gym yeah. and their exercise routine, and then suddenly they yeah. feel that guilt show up all of a sudden. Um, yeah, for sure. I, um, I have people hide food in me. Like I have people that are in the cafe that hide what they're getting because I'm, <laughs> because I'm there. I get it, but Mickey, I, work, tell- I work in a food company, and then we also have a personal trainer and a gym there. And he's act, but he actively looks at my food because he talks about me and my weight. And he's made a, like a, he's made a range of assumptions. One of which he thought I had like high blood pressure. Turns out I've got yeah. really good blood pressure, and he thought I had high cholesterol. Yeah. And again, that one's really good as well. But he'd be like, Matt, you should be. He goes out of his way to sometimes be like, mm. and I'm like, you don't need to judge me in my eating, okay? You do not need to do that at all. I'm very capable of choosing what I eat. Thank you very much. But see, I, I don't, I wouldn't do that with anybody, right? Unless they wanted me to. Mm. Mm. Yeah. If that makes sense. Like, yeah. for instance, like if somebody, if somebody like was, say Matthew came to me and said, because I think I said to you actually this time last year, but Matt, you were saying you were starting training or something. I said, look, I'll help him out if he wants anything, the like workouts and stuff like that or whatever. But um, if, if somebody was looking for my help, 
and they were looking to change and basically like wanted goal set. Say, say it was, I want to get fitter or I want to do this and I don't want to do this anymore and blah, 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 blah. And they wanted my help. I would say to them then, look, maybe make better choices and stuff. Mm. But apart from that, I would never, never like, it's, it's your choice, such, if that makes sense. Absolutely. What do you think? What do you think of the guy, Mickey? There was this is I'm going back maybe a year, the personal trainer who had a you know a really obese client who came to him looking to make, uh, looking to lose weight and get healthier again, um, and the PT went round all the chip shops in the town and put a picture up in the thing. Do not serve this guy. Fuck, that's that's talking about ruining somebody's mental health. All the I, do you know what? Yeah. That doesn't really fix the problem in a way. Like, and I don't mean it's a problem where the guy is. That, like, that's for instance, that's that's him going around showing. I think putting himself out there more than putting this guy out there. You should maybe try and talk to that guy more to say, like, you know, why do you feel as if you need to go to? The, if, it, if it is a chip shop, he's going to do lots, and that's why he's yeah. the weight on. I think you need to talk to like for everybody like that. Once they change and things, you're better talking to the person. They say, right, let's look at your eating now. You can't fix everything here. Like, for instance, if you, Matt, you, I sat down with me and says, look, I want to lose weight now. I want to change my diet, say, right? I can't change everything right now because if I change everything that you're eating right now, it's not going to last because it's drastic. Mm. Mm. You sort of have to sit first and say, right, what's the biggest problem we have here at the minute? So then we would get like a diary, a food diary for like a week. I always think a week's a good food diary. Um Ideally, you should have the food diary before we talk because after you talk, you're always going to be conscious that you talk to me, so you might change everything you eat. Whereas in a yeah. normal everyday week habit where you're not thinking about losing weight, what do you eat? So then we can look at the biggest problem that you have and then without just cutting that out all together, we try and say like, for instance, say you had three bars of chocolate a day every day. Right, how's about we cut that down to one? Mm. Don't cut it out completely because, like, realistically, are you never going to eat chocolate again? That's definitely not going to happen. But so going around the chip shops and putting the guy's picture up probably doesn't help the fella at all, to be honest. Probably makes him feel worse. People go out their way to try and find other vices, you know, because people are smart and they'll figure out ways to to circumnavigate the rules or something, you know, if someone's enforcing that. And to a certain level, and I don't know how mental health will be in place of this guy and if he's got an absolute eating disorder and compulsion, which they need to work with his mind as opposed to stopping him. But, um, exactly. That's what you need to address. You can't be saying to people, "Don't serve this person," because you know it just it'll make it'll make you both feel bad and guilty, and also wants to figure out ways to 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 get that fix that you need, as opposed to get understand the reason why it's there. See, see, going back to what you guys were saying to me, like as she says about going to the gym every day, training, and like how do you do it and stuff, and like, make make no mistake about it. And, I, and even on this conversation we're having now, like. The word addiction gets thrown out there a lot for people on drugs and drink. I have an addiction as well. Like, there's no, there's, there's no doubt about it. To the um, gym. Yes, it's a. Yeah, like so, like the addictive personality, and like I feel as if I have an addictive personality, one hundred percent. So, like, it's the same with people that maybe don't eat the right stuff and eat it. Like, say, for instance, like chip shops. For instance, you have a chip. You you have a chipper every day. Like if you go to a chip shop every single day, I think that's an addiction as well. Yeah, yeah. You know there is, there is, there is. Everybody has that addictive personality with something. I, I well, see, I don't think I've got an addictive personality. I do think I've got ways of coping with certain things because I, I, I actually yeah. don't tend to, to obsess about many different things. Um, 
if I'm honest, but like I have ways that, so I do think I have, like food for me is like a, my main coping mechanism, I would say. Like I'll eat yeah. to change my mood, depending on what it is. And yeah. um, it's not often that I'll feel, I have very much never feel guilty about eating, indulging in the foods that I want to, right? And I'll often do it when I feel um, low because I know that it, for me, it makes me feel better. So I'm happy to go to the chicken shop or KFC or something and get something to eat. Yeah. And I will feel absolutely 100% vindicated in my feelings. Um, but I don't believe it's necessarily the way that I should deal with my feelings yeah. all the time. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. And that's just, o- that's uh, go ahead. I was gonna say just on the, just on the article, but the, the guy, basically it was, um, he and his, him and his PT had come to that solution together. I think by reading. Oh, right, okay. Sorry. I thought he had just done this. Yeah, no, I, I initially did as well. And I, I, I knew, I knew it was something he did, but then when I, I, I just did a quick Google and, the the guy and the PT went into the chip shops together, gave out the poster to say, do not serve this guy. Um, and they but made it as... That's still a mental health thing, though. And it's like it's almost like shock therapy as opposed to like... I, I, maybe that does work or doesn't, but it's like... Well, he, lo- he yeah. lost 13 stone. Um, but hey, all seriousness, right? Do you think that a business is going to say no to his five or ten pound if he comes in? Honestly. Not a chance. Mm-hmm. I mean, unless it's the boss that's there. If it was in, if you, th- I feel like if it was in a place like Lima Valley, for example, where everyone knows each other, they probably would do that sort of thing, no? Jeez, I don't know. I don't know. I guess you can't speak to everyone. Yeah. It's hard to different, I don't know. Different strokes for different folks. I mean, at the end of the day, the guy did lose 13 stone. And yeah. at the time of the article, was, I mean, he was a very heavy guy. And the time the article was written, he his aim was to lose... A total of twenty stone by the end of the end of the year. So, um, that's a hell of a lot of weight. That's mad. Uh, it, you know, and, and you know, maybe maybe it is easier justified when he is that on the brink because I think the article says how he took up two seats in the airplane and um, th- th- this that was a life saving move. Yeah, so probably he did have health issues as well where he couldn't eat. That's he was probably advised of staying mm. away. So I well, suppose from that side of things too. Yeah, I mean that's that's like you said, a full blown the- eating disorder. To be fair. Oh, yeah, I think I think well, one be. thing that's what's clear from a lot of this stuff is fitness and and health. It's it's not a there's no it's not a one size fit fits all type of approach. You have to take different things into consideration. Um, and that's 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 kind of like on my mindset of it. We, 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 how I speak to people about it as well. Like what what worked for me won't work for everybody. But I always say to people. Like, there's no go-to here. There's no thing that you're going to reach out to and say, right, this is it, I'm going to do this. Or people buy diets, they do. You need, to, you need to find what works for you. Like, for instance, for me, every day I know exact. I eat the same thing every day, same time roughly. Every single day is the same thing because I know that works. So you, like, I've dialed in on that because I know exactly what I need and what why I'm doing it and stuff like that. But everybody needs to find that, like, switch to say, right, I can have a relationship with food where I can have whatever I want and I can do this without going down the unhealthy route, if that makes sense. Yeah. And you don't eat too much of it, but you need to know how do you bring that back to what works as well. Like, it, you know, it's finding that balance of nutrition where, like, like, for instance, people talk about eating broccoli and chicken and red meat. There's people who can't eat that stuff because their body's actually intoler- intolerant to it. So, like, 
you, you know what I mean? You have to find what mm. works for you. Every individual is so different. Like my old boss, Barbara, um, ah, she, Barbara, what a gem. Barbara is intolerant. Barbara is from Belfast, actually, Mickey. She is intolerant to animal fats. So she can't eat, like her body just cannot process anything that comes from an animal. Um, so she is involuntarily vegan. Um, and it's just like, I can't, I can't remember what she, I can't, I'm going to say something really wrong now, but she, when she was really, really young, she caught this rare form of, I'm going to say chlamydia or some sort of, some sort of disease. Um, and it just left her system absolutely messed up. And now like anytime, like if she, she like, if we go out, you know, she's obviously, um, essentially a vegan and if you, you, you can literally see her like if she had butter in, she's intolerant so she can have a certain amount and she she'd know her own tolerance levels yeah, she yeah. used to like if she had like a bit of butter on something and then maybe she had another bit of butter you could just literally see her skin like go like a weird yellow color um yeah and it just like it is like, people's diets need different things and it just that's, that's you know, where that's where a diet is down to for me like in in, in in life in general is that like the people are always saying like you can't do that. You can't do this. You can't be like that. Everybody's so different. There, people have allergies to everything. There's people that do things, and like people always say to me, "Oh, you won't eat a biscuit and stuff." See, on a Saturday night, I'll have an ice cream or I'll maybe have a pizza or stuff like that, but I won't have it during the week. Did you get your Ben and Jerry's last night? Don't talk to me, right? What do you hear? Did, did so, you not get it? Trained really hard all week. Had a great week, and I says, "You know what? I'm gonna have a pizza." But I bought me Ben and Jerry's as well. So it says, I have a wee bit of pizza. And I bought me Ben and Jerry's and I thought, I'll eat that after the pizza. So I had my pizza. Couldn't eat it. Absolutely got it. Couldn't fit it. Why? Oh, man. Stuffed. So we'll have to what sit a, there the next Saturday. What a disaster. You won't have it tonight? Yeah. Oh, no, I'll have it next Saturday. Uh, Saturday nights, though, I would just have whatever, whatever's been on my mind that week. I'll just eat it. What do you tend to eat during the week, then? So like my breakfast every morning is 100 grams oats, 200 ml of milk, one sp uh, spoonful of peanut butter, protein powder, mixed all together with frozen berries on top, overnight oats, put it in the fridge, have it in the morning. I would then have a lunch of 200 grams of carbohydrates, 200 grams of vegetables, 150 grams of meat. That would be my lunch and my dinner. And then I would have two snacks. One snack would be a smoothie, like a spinach, banana, apple, protein powder, a wee bit of peanut butter with natural yogurt, and then my evening snack would be two bits of rye bread, a protein shake. Boom, done. That is so uninspiring. But um, <laughs> <laughs> so for normal human beings, right? So we're talking about this like lockdown period and how things are very different. Yeah. Has this affected you in any way, shape, or form? And how? Like, can I be honest, right? Honestly. I actually do see this. Now, the first couple of weeks was a struggle just, just with the business and not getting the support from the government just yet with grants and stuff, and that's still hanging over in the balance at the minute. So I don't really get stressed with anything. Nothing really bothers me outside of that, but it's just the worry of you built something up for five years and whatever. So take that aside. I Honestly, this has been probably, I see it as the biggest blessing in all of life and and I'm not talking from a god, but like I have my own beliefs and religions and stuff, so I'm not talking that way. I just see, like I'm getting to spend every single day with my kids, watching them grow for eight weeks with my wife, and nearly like 
somebody's hit the pause button on life, if that makes sense. It's crazy. Like it's it's uh, I really do see it for what it is. Like so, Matt. For me, every day anyway, I go and train on my own in the gym. If I work in the mornings, my first class is quarter past five in the morning. I'll get my training done. I'll be home maybe for two or three o'clock. The kids will be coming in from school. Um, sometimes I've got PTs at night, so I'll be back in the gym at 5 p.m. For 6 p.m., maybe home at 7 p.m., kids going to bed. So it's kind of like now I just feel as if somebody's hit that pause button and I'm watching my kids grow every day and like making them breakfast every day, sitting down together as a family. Every, uh, yeah, I, I really do see it as a blessing. So it's affected me in a way of like I do miss the gym and miss that tool, but like I don't see... Like Ashley probably told you, maybe has I don't see it. I don't feel as if I work. Like Tilly will probably tell you different. I don't really switch you off from it, but I don't see it as a job. It's like I always say, I'm living the dream, and I do believe that. And now I just feel as if the dream's even bigger because I'm at home the whole time, and it's just like I see it as a blessing. I really do like. Okay, that I mean, it is really important to like I think take things into perspective because. Um... You know, for many people, many of us, you know, we've gone through sort of like ups and downs. There's a very big change in the way that our lives have. But it's quite easy to see it as a negative, I think, in some ways, not being able to see the people oh, 100%. outside of the house. Yeah. Stuff, you know. um, but also to take the most from it, because at no point for many of us, for, I say for myself, say, you know, I've been working since I was like 15. Um, and I've never, ever had this amount of time without work. So I was saying, you know, after my first sort of like mope, I wanted to try and actually put some effort and energy into doing things yeah. I haven't done before, but also take the time to, I don't know, recalibrate in some way because this has never happened before. Um, yeah, I, I, I do feel, I genuinely, genuinely do feel, and everybody that's been affected by this, and here's, here's, the, here's the beauty of what's happening now, if you can see it as a beauty, right? Normally in life, people go through things and they're all alone or they feel it. Everybody's affected by this. Like, like literally, you talk about the biggest businesses, the richest people in the world, they're all going to be affected by this in some way. So, you're not necessarily going through it alone. But I do honestly, genuinely think two, three, four, five, six years down the line, you'll look back at this time and realise, my God, how good was that? Mm. Now, and again, I need to point out, there's a lot of deaths and stuff around this as well. And anybody listening, maybe that has been affected by people that have died from this, I don't, I don't mean to be disrespectful that way. Um, I know it's obviously awful. But what, what I mean is just the, the way the times kind of stand and still as such for the people that aren't affected by it and you are seeing as you say like Matt when's the last time you had eight weeks off work never never you know yeah, and, and it'll never happen again mm. unless you're unemployed yeah hopefully yeah. it'll never happen again well, um, I wanted to ask actually because <clears throat> you started CrossFit when you were 43 you said right and you started your business at 47 <laughs> is, yes. is, I may have misheard I might, I might be missing numbers I don't know or something like that um <laughs> What were you doing before that, and how were you able to like change to do CrossFit and do a box full time? Yeah, so uh, before that, I worked in a call center. Um, it was first source at the time, and I basically was just taking calls for Sky, talking to people through just everything, like how do you fix the problems they had with their Sky boxes, their TV in general. And before that, I came from construction, and it was around the recession time, so you're maybe working three days a week one week and then no no work the week after running about looking for your money and oh, it was just a headache at that time because obviously the recession so when I got this job it was like I'll never forget it, it was you work five days a week I worked every Sunday Sky Sports was always on the TV when you're sitting taking your calls you used to sit below the TV and I was talking to people on the phone just like we're doing now watching football all day and I thought this was 
this is like a new life, this is unbelievable, get me pay packet every single month in the bank, on time, on the date it was meant to be in. So I'd done that for like about six months, but whenever you're in the call center, the one thing you want to do is get off the phones, they get promoted, they get another job. So I basically used to do like taking calls and used to think, right, used to talk to my manager, say, How, what, what do I do to be better at this? Like, what, what can I do? And it was like, sell stuff. So I remember like for about three, four months in a row, I was in the whole building, the top seller on these calls and stuff. And it's not because I was doing anything spectacular. It was really easy. Basically, what I used to do was, if you phone me with Sky and you were paying £60, I could always give you more and get you paying less. And I used to do it with absolutely everybody, just adding that wee bit of value as such. So then I got promoted to a trainer, which was basically then what you would have done. If In, in call centres, as you know, it's like a revolving door. They're always recruiting new people. Mm. So then the trainer would have got the new people up to skill and up to speed with what they had to do on the floor. So we would have had like four or five weeks with these people, training them up to how to do the job. And then they would have been out on the floor and done the job and such. And we just kept training people that way. So that's basically what I'd done before. Well, I was still in the fitness then, but before I decided I wanted to be a PT. So when you look at that job as a trainer in the call center, what was I actually doing? Talking to people, telling them how to do this job, teaching them how to do it. A lot of these people are really nervous about talking to people. I was scored in that job of how well these people done the job, so how well they spoke to people. So all I had to do was basically build these people up, build their morales, give them a wee bit of like sort of positivity, which I would be a kind of positive person anyway. So um, that's kind of led me down this path. And then when I started CrossFit in when I was 30, um, which I would have been about four years in the call centre then, I realised that I wanted to be a personal trainer. So while in the call centre, I... Went down that route. I'd done a course to get my personal training uh, certificate. I got that. And that was really, at that time, to be honest, I didn't really think about opening the gym. Um, and that's kind of, I suppose, about me. I'm, I'm kind of, I don't really worry about too much. If I want to do something, I do it. So me and Andy met up. It was around the November time. There was a local gym at that time. It was 2015. I remember it was uh, November time. And he, we were talking about opening the gym because there was no CrossFit at this time in Limavati. So I was still working there, obviously. As a trainer, you would have had times with no, we called them teams, we know new people coming through. So you had a wee bit of downtime in between. So I could kind of think about how we would do this. So November time, we had spoke about it. And Andy were a wee bit different to me, thinking about things and stressing out about stuff. And I said, like, just do it. Let's just open. And so we went around and that week and we looked at these buildings and I seen a nice building and I thought, you know what, that'll do. Um, low rent uh, and then we spoke about it again it's like when we opened it's just opened in January so literally two months planning and we opened the gym in 2016 and then three months into the gym I was working in the gym in the mornings going to work in the call centre coming back working the gym in the evenings that lasted for about two or three months um, and then Andy phoned me one day just to say basically look we're at 100 members now uh, it's getting too stressful this year. I, I kind of do. He had a good job in the council, and he's like, I can't do this. I can't do this, and just kind of stressing out a wee bit. And I told him I'd ring him back in ten minutes. When I hung up the phone, as I say, I don't really like dealing with stress too much. I went down to HR department or building, and I just told him I'm handing my resignation. I'm quitting. Um, I had to give two weeks notice. I phoned him back and says, Look, sir, I'll be full time in the gym in two weeks time. Oh, sir, do you think we can do that? Do you think we can do that? Is what he said to me. I said, Look. Well, no matter what happens with this, I'll always get a job. Like I'm a proud person, but I, I don't have an ego. And if I have to go back and work anywhere to bring money into the house, I'll do it. Like so, I just thought the chance was worth taking. And that would have been March, April time, two thousand and sixteen. And I literally have not looked back. 
That's a long way to put the answer. Like, but I'm sorry for. Are you sleeping? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's just interesting because like it's very different from the way that I think. Although I don't necessarily deal with stress, I don't jump into things like head first. But um, like you know, like what about money? What about at this time? I imagine you had a family as well, a young family. Um, yeah, I had. Uh, I had actually three. I had the three kids when I opened the gym. And you, I mean, please tell me within the 10 minutes that you called back Andy, that you at least said to Tilly, listen, I'm about to leave my job, bitch. I'm so sorry, one second. Uh. You know, at least some of that. <laughs> it sounds like you might have not had uh, said to your partner that actually... It was a brief conversation, like, but he, see, see with me, like, it's, now, don't get me wrong, see within Limavari, there was a massive, massive avenue for CrossFit in Limavari, and, um, and I knew because I was doing it and, and what it was, the training and the type and just everything it stands for, I knew it would, not that I knew it would work, but I knew there was an avenue for it as such. So mm. I did speak to Tilly about it briefly, but like, Tilly's been, Tilly supports me the whole way. Tilly does concern stress out of his stuff a lot, don't get me wrong, but I think she knows deep down as well that it would work too, you know, and it is a stressful time with three kids, but like, again, honestly, if, if not, I was to have to go on Monday to get a job, I would do any. I don't see. I would do anything. Like, there's no ego too big. If you need to bring money in the house, I'll bring it in whatever way I have to, and that's just the way it is. Like, and I also think it's safe to safe to say, uh, Mickey, that Tilly is an absolute rock for you. Like the stuff uh, you get to okay. do, you wouldn't be able to do without Tilly there to do yeah, everything else. Yeah. And like so, again, you don't think about these things now. You maybe think about it more when I'm not doing this stuff anymore, as and I'm not competing. I'm just running the gym and stuff but like she she does stress out with me and she has lots of concerns around things but like outside of that when I'm not there and like with the kids and like she does everything like absolutely everything I don't have to worry about anything really she does it all like so mm. it's, I'm lucky that way too you know what I mean so and we're, we have a good relationship like we do kill each other all the time and obviously no violence and stuff but you know what I mean we're a married couple we've been together 18 or 19 years we've been through it all so um, yes it's you always, what does it say behind every good man? There's, well... Hey, a good woman, they say. A good woman. Well, yeah. What a, you picked the wrong <laughs> podcast to say that on, Mickey. Yeah. Well, let let me, man, let me tell man, you the reasons. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, like, it's actually true, behind every good man, there is another man. And sometimes there's a third and yeah. a fourth man as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what, we, that's what we call a good party. <laughs> It's actually, it's actually uh, the thing. The thing we tell you as well, and even on this podcast and stuff, it's kind of like being around Ash and like obviously with Tilly, her sister's actually a lesbian as well. So we've been around sort of just life in general. We've seen different things happen. We've we're so open minded with everything. It's nothing really, but like even with the kids, Ash will tell you in the house. Like it's it's quite funny. Like at times, remember Ashley and Bobby got the card off Dixie. Oh yeah, in the gym. He, he got a wee card and Bobby said he put kisses on it and he said to Dixie that's so gay sure but Ashley was standing and Bo <laughs> Bobby's only 11 at this time and uh, Ashley's like what's wrong with being gay and wee Bobby like blushes and stuff so like as I say that's how good the relationship is we've been through so much and how it works is we just we always get by and these things happen Every, like everybody's so different but we're just comfortable with who we are and I don't know and it'll be good I'll come and visit because I do want to do a CrossFit although I'm quite scared I'm worried about I'm not very good at like lifting my body weight because I'm such a massive, mahusive person. But I can come to him in Valley and then Bobby can see his first black person. That'd be interesting. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be really Bobby, nice. Say, Bobby, Bobby could be your coach. 
<laughs> well, the thing is, is I'm a oh, bit he's a harsh coach. He's a very harsh coach. Uh, Bobby say, doesn't do CrossFit that, anymore. I know that he coaches Ashley and Ashley can't keep up, but Ashley and I are a little bit different physically. <laughs> I will say that. I'd like to believe that I'm a, li- a few steps up <laughs> above that. <laughs> so, Mick, Mickey, we've got um, we've got this circumstance where a lot of us are in lockdown now for eight weeks. Yes. Um, it, 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 has it been announced yet when gyms are going to open again? Uh, if you, not that if I know of. What you read, if you believe what you read and all on social media, but not officially. No, so here's the problem that we have over here, right? And the reason why I didn't say it, but Ash, Ash knows is like so. Whenever it gets, I think isn't Boris Johnson saying stuff tonight or something? It's yeah. not Boris Johnson. Maybe but someone. They said yeah, someone. Right. Someone else is saying yeah, seven o'clock. That won't be Northern Ireland though. No. Do you know what? It's so it's mad. Like, Every time I read something, uh, and I just finished the book, and it's always talking about everything, but Northern Ireland follows something different. It is absolutely uh, it's, Honestly, it's fucking insane. Do you see whenever they release the grants and stuff, your man, what do you call him? I don't follow politics. I'm completely obnoxious same, when it comes to it. Same. I, 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 oh, fuck. What do you call the boy that does the finance boy? What do you call him? The man, Chancellor of the Exchequer. No, no. Is it? The old boy. Rashid? No. Oh, yeah. Fishek. That guy. Yeah. Him. All right. He released these grants coming, so he, you know, I was like, oh, happy days. I was like, this is great. So I phoned up on the Monday. I was like, look, I'm just ringing up for this grants. He's like, oh, no, that's England. That's not here. And I was like, he said the UK. He says, ah, but that's England. It's not here yet. And I was like, holy sweet Lord. Right, okay. Hi. <laughs> so, yeah, it's just fucking like, absolute crap. So what's so happening we're, we're all... then? At the minute, um, my landlord's worked with me. He's kind of not charged me any rent at the minute because we're closed. Um, but we haven't had any financial security from the government at all yet. We have everything in place. Like we we're we're applicable for it. We have we're eligible and we're, like we, uh, yeah, nothing's happened, <laughs> nothing. So we'll be okay though. I hope. So, yeah, I mean, hopefully they'll get some clarity soon. And it sounded like yeah. you yesterday were speaking to the right guy rather than the wrong guy. Yeah. yeah. Um, with regards to the phone call, I sort of overheard, but. Yeah. What, what I was going to say is, so we're all in this lockdown now, coming in eight yes. weeks, not too sure when the gym's going to open again. What can people do to keep active and keep on it? And um, one thing that, like you said, there's sort of like a pause button put on life. Unfortunately, it doesn't pause everything. And for people who for people who do work out quite regularly, there'll be a big change in what they were able to do um uh, before the lockdown versus when they come out of the lockdown and get back into the gym. So what so do you Ashley recommend? Hears, I would for just pe- say that. <laughs> I actually heard about those people. <laughs> I don't know who they are. <laughs> um, so what, what would you what would you say to those people like mentally or not just them people, anyone mentally saying, look, um, you know, some things have gone on and how, how do you brace yourself to come out of this lockdown? And what can people do in the meantime to get get their mindset out of the out of where it is and keep active and keep on top of it? Because I find it really I find it really hard to keep motivated um, at the minute. And yeah. you know. it is it's again everybody is so different, but everybody I I believe everybody has goals and everything they're trying to achieve or things that they want to do um, in the future or coming up soon and. I just think the here and now will affect everything that you want later. So, like, I actually had this conversation again in the shop earlier on, just about, in general, you know, for the headspace of, like, exercise does stuff to you. It really does. Like, and I'm not talking about killing yourself in the gym. If a gym's not your thing, then that's okay. Go for a walk. Go, go for a jog. Go for a cycle. Just 
get up off your sofa, walk around the house a few times, just do something, go out to the garden. Um, you just need to think, like, for instance, these things are happening now, nothing is going to change what's happening. So there's a lot of people in week one that had this conversation, they say, oh my God, I can't cope. And, and like, I just had to be realistic with some of these people to say, look, this, this is going to last for at least two months. I said, we're only week one in. Stop thinking about all the negatives and try and do something every single day that might become a routine that's good and gives you that feeling of, oh, that was good today, or whatever that is. You know, if it's stretching, walking, running, doing some exercise, high intensity, low intensity, it's just, like, no matter no matter who you are or what circumstance you're in, everybody would have had some form of goal or thing that they're aiming for down the line. Because this mm. has happened, it shouldn't really stop what you're st- still looking to do. Yes, it's not ideal. 100% it's not. But everything you do today affects the person you will become tomorrow and that's that's the thing you know it's just in, in my in my head when it comes to going for things that are ahead of you then everything that i do now is going to impact that so like for instance why is the ben and jerry's not going to be out until next saturday because if i eat that today then i'll maybe want something else tomorrow and the day after and the day after and the day after and the day after it just spirals mm. whereas if i can discipline myself to do it just on a saturday then that's okay because it's, yeah. it's it's one day a week, whereas it's the same with exercise. If you can discipline yourself to do like 30 minutes, 20 minutes, 10 minutes a day, and just see where that goes every day, it'll, it'll change. And again, it doesn't have to be just with exercise. It can be from learning something or anything. Yeah. One thing you said to me this week, which um, which like really resonated with me, is I, had, I obviously had a little mini meltdown in the middle of the week where I, for some reason, decided to weigh myself. Realized I put on a good bit of weight, and then I then decided to do an exercise, which was the assault bike, which was yeah. ninety seconds on, sixty seconds off, yeah. t- ten rounds, mm-hmm. um, and it's max calories. And then the first thing I think I messaged you was, "Well, I just did this, and it wasn't great because the last time I did this, I was able to get, I think it was like forty odd more calories." Um, but obviously, in my head, I just look at the two and think that's terrible but yeah. you you said to me well that was then and this is now so you and that that was really and you're right it's like i can either wallow over the negativity of not being as good as i was back and i think when i did this last time i'd already been training for like three or four months wasn't it, at this point i think when yeah. i did it um and then i was like well i can either mope about this or just sort of suck it up and aim to you know move forward as best i can yeah, it's kind of, like, I shall know me well enough whenever I speak. I'm not really good at putting across exactly what I mean at the time. I mean something, and you'll pick up what I mean. But what I was talking about earlier on with the mental health side and the whole people hiding behind the umbrella, like we mentalities and like weaker mentalities, stronger mentalities, that's everybody focuses on who I used to be or this is the way it is or this person's this. Where you are in this present minute in time is called being in the present forget the the person that done this a year ago where that's not the present like there's so many things change in that time and you know you just have to deal with the present yes it will come back again but the only way like for instance you texted me about that workout and saying i've done this but i've done it this way like a while ago what's the difference in then was like you've moved to london not that that's a negative but but the difference I know them Londoners. No, but the difference is like whenever, whenever you're in London, that's 
Lomavari is Lomavari. London is a lot busier than Lomavari. Like, you don't get a... In London, I'm sure your your jobs aren't normally like a 95 or... Like, you have to get there for nine. You're on a train and you're coming back and it's just like a... It's just like a hundred mile an hour. Limavada is a lot different. You can schedule every minute of your day in Limavada nearly, if that makes sense. So, like you were yeah. in the gym every day, maybe two, three hours a day at times, mm. you know, and, and that's just not where you're at at the minute. And that's fine. But people yeah. always think, you know, uh, and, and I have these conversations with people all the time, and it is, it's, it's in life normally when we do something, you will never say to yourself, that was brilliant. It's always, but. And, and, and that's just a mindset that I think just has to change. Like, people talk about Americans and how much they dislike Americans. I, for one, absolutely love Americans. And the reason why I do, right, and it's a funny story that somebody once told me, and it's so true, if you have a big, massive house in the hill in America, everybody in that country wants to be that person. They aspire to be that person. They're so, like, confident, and they want to just be that person. If you have that big house in the UK on the hill... Everybody looking up at that hill is calling you a complete wanker and they don't even know who you are. Mm. And that for me is a difference that I see with uh, the negativity around things and, and, and not, not that that is bad, but it, it's a mentality in the UK is just very, very, very negative, I see. And, and, and it, it, I don't know, it just takes a wee bit of change. One positive thought every day instead of the negative ones. No, yeah. definitely. But that's hard. That's easy for me to say. I think it's, um, for me, like, I think, and I agree with what you're saying, I think sometimes it comes easy maybe to some people, maybe not so many to others. Yeah. And it's all got to do with, you know, the way that you're wired in general and your backgrounds and, you know, positive affirmations that you maybe would have received growing up and all these sorts of things come into play. But ultimately, if you're able to try and start thinking about those things. And I'd spoken before, um, especially early on in the, in the podcast when we were doing them, about therapy that I started having because I was very much I'm very much someone who focuses on the negative for sure both in myself and yeah. others I'm a highly judgmental person um, yeah. and it's taken me a long time but and it's really resonated with me like even today and yesterday I've been doing my bit of exercises now it's nowhere near the amount of exercise I was doing last time and my day's nowhere near as productive but I'm in, I genuinely to the point where it's a bit much give myself like a pat on the back for my day because I managed to do my exercises <laughs> I managed to do my lesson of Italian that I'd said and I managed to cook a really nice meal um, or whatever it is or whatever it may be because um, at every day I'm doing it I seem to be increasing a little bit more and and I don't know the routine is starting to has has built I will say uh, in this situation and I think you know I want this to continue once <clears throat> that's that that's it though I think I, if you look at this in life in general it can be exercise it can be a job it can be school it can be Jesus the first time you drank a beer I don't care what anybody says that first time you do that it's shite you haven't a clue what you're doing mm. you don't know what you're doing and it makes you feel like shit like the first time I had a beer I remember how the fuck do people drink this it's disgusting mm. absolutely disgusting I don't drink now I would never touch it on anybody but like the first time you go to school it's nerve wracking it's, it's, it's not a really great experience really Whenever you go to your new job, you feel like the idiot because you don't know what you're doing. And, you know, the first, but if you keep doing that thing daily, every single day, it gets easier. No doubt about it. Absolutely. And I think that ego thing is really important. So I work in hospitality in London and I think it was similar where we have a really high churn of people because it's a revolving door and then you've got to train these people to do, you know, customer yeah. service, things like that. And I think, and I generalize heavily for sure, but I think, uh, especially in London, and I can talk about my family and the people that I grew up with, our mentality when it comes to doing work because you need to work is actually very poor. And 
there seems to be this ego or pride that I can't do this job or that job. But fundamentally, like, we need to work, we need to earn money, we need to, you know, be an active member within society. And having that mindset, you, you know, I, I felt like you spoke with pride about your time in Sky and the fact that you were instilling oh and teaching God. these people. Whereas that's also not an easy thing to come across, like speaking with pride about actually, this is the work that I'm doing. Um, yeah. And it's taken myself a long time to get over that hurdle as well. I felt really embarrassed about the work that I was doing growing up. Um, but I would always work. I would always, always, always work, regardless of what job it is for, you know, yeah. because that's what I know. That's what I know to work. And that, that, that's and that's the thing with it as well. Again, it's being in the present. Like, realistically, I'm lucky to say that I do something I love and I don't see myself as working. But it wasn't always that way. But I just believe whatever it is you're doing, you have to do it with all you have because at the end of the day, if you're not, you're not really doing what you're supposed to be doing. It's not You're doing it half-assed and it's not really the way it should be. Ashley, is he still there? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I was also <laughs> He fell asleep, Matt. He, fell, he probably looking up Matt McLeod there on his Instagram or something. Listen, Matt his Frazier. Instagram posts about any... Do you look at his Instagram posts when he goes to any of these like CrossFit competitions? Oh. oh, my days. I was there. It's, it's embarrassing. <laughs> I, I didn't know you were there. I'll tell you that now. Based on his Instagram stories and posts, I did not know you were there. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> I, um, there was that one time where I was, it was the Friday night at Strength and Depth in London, and um, there was just this perfect shot I was getting, and Matt Fraser is just about to take his top off. Oh, and, then, um, and then that I guy, was, down he angry. does all the... That guy Danny does all the commentating. He walked right and then just stopped, and I was like, "What? No, no!" And then my wee hand was trying to like move around, but he literally stood there um, and just. But that's yeah. like, that's that's an orbit. This is the, the other two kinds of people. Like whenever Matt, we were at strength and depth, right? And there was this VIP area, which literally meant that you were like in front of the front row. If that makes sense, you were mm. so close. But there was this wee woman sitting up on it, and uh, she was just like security at it, and. Tilly and Ashley were I was like, I'm going to go in there. Oh, no, you can't do that. Oh, oh no. And I was like, all she's going to tell us is no. So just go and see. <laughs> oh, no, no way, no way. So I said, right, I'm going. So I walked up. It was just before Rich Froning, who is the icon of like CrossFit. He is like the biggest CrossFitter ever. Yeah. He's just about to come on. I said, I'm going to go up here. So next thing, the wee woman's standing. Now, before this, to be fair, I bought her a wee drink and talked there and stuff, you know, and just made sure. So we went up this time, and I straight through no problem in the front row waving the ash and tilly now this guy is like the goat he's the best of all time we ash's face was waving but inside he was going what a bastard fuck, yeah. <laughs> fuck. Um, can i can i also can i just point out also that you had a coach's pass so you had a no, better yes you did i had a coach's wristband yeah that's a, yeah exactly you had a coach's pass so you um you had that little different colored wristband that didn't necessarily let you pass into the VIP section, but you were able to wave a better story. If I had just on gone the up back, as a, on the back of the, on the back of this point, then Ash, did you get into that VIP area? I did. Yes. Did you get a coach's pass? No, but you were able to blag right, it because so you had irrelevant. the coach's pass. It's irrelevant. Anyway, <laughs> guys, that is a long, that's our longest podcast. That's our longest recording. No, um, yeah, I spend a waffle. Yeah, if we take out all Mickey's parts, it'll probably last 20 seconds. But yeah. um, Mickey, thank you very much for coming on and sharing your story and giving us your advice and your inspiration. You are an inspiration okay. to us all. I'm definitely, I mean, I haven't visited Ashley 
to be honest, but I'm really excited to come over to we, him we about it We know this, man. We know this. Do you know what, though? He does not invite me, and I will say this. It's not my fault if he doesn't invite <laughs> me. It's not... So there I'm sitting, and then my friend goes over and he's like, actually asked me to come over to Belfast, and I'm like, oh, did he ask you? Because I'm just here sitting waiting, but whatever. No, but, um, no, no. No, 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 no. I haven't no, finished no. speaking yet. I haven't finished speaking just Okay, yet. well, once you're finished, I will tell the <laughs> true story. I was about to say, I'm really excited. Uh, hopefully, if you'll have me over for a little workout. Um, of course. Then, yeah, but please don't laugh. <laughs> we don't, Cause I'm we, quite, I'm, I never laugh, honestly. Like, I never, I never laugh at anybody. And this is the, the kind of, in, in the CrossFit scene, this is kind of how it goes, what we talked really on about scaling things. You'll say to somebody, but do, so say, for instance, you come into the class and Ashley's doing it and you're doing it. I might say to you, depending on the experiences you've had before, so if there's certain things you haven't used before, I'll probably tell you to do less. Mm. But some people always think then that I'm telling them to do that because I don't think they can do it and they end up doing the full thing. But don't do anything else because it wrecks them so much. But yeah, it's tough. But it's not. It's, it's good too. You'll be fine. I don't laugh at anybody though. Oh, good. Apart from Ashley. I do swear. You laugh at me all the yeah. time. I know, I know. Just Ashley. Just, Matt, on, on the point of you coming across, if you are coming across, just make sure that Ashley's not on grinder that weekend because you'll have to speak, uh, sleep in the shed probably. In it, boy. I have nowhere to stay. Absolutely. Nowhere to stay. Because he's got his wee friends over. I've got hoes before bros. There, to be honest, there's not many hoes around Limavady that would be. Um, Staying at mine. Anyway, yeah, Mickey doesn't know, but all of the hoes on there actually have um, children and wives. <laughs> Mickey, oh, no, I do know. Mickey man, knows. I, I, I know that here, man. What one thing here? One thing about Limavady, right? You know everything. And you know Boy. what? I'm not one to gossip. I'm not one to gossip. But but. I stay away from all that stuff. But, but <laughs> Ashley and Tilly love the gossip, so I hear a lot. Uh, okay. <laughs> you may have heard that one of my dreams is to destroy a uh. family, right? To get what <laughs> I just want to come in there, be the chick on the side, and absolutely <sighs> massacre this family. It's, <laughs> it's just an absolute dream of mine. So uh, that you know, I might find somewhere else to stay. Like you know, it might, it might happen. <laughs> you'll, you'll get on well, then, Barry. You'll be like a an Ash boy brought a boy home from London. Hey, destroyed all these families. Brought a black guy from London who came and wrecked the place. Yes, yes. <laughs> Absolute dream. It'll make the paper. His legacy still lives on. <laughs> yeah, they'll, they'll have a statue of you in the town square, man. Uh, yes. It'll be being lynched, I'm sure. With the Matt meets Bigsy. No, I don't think it'll happen. <laughs> Why? Who's Bigsy? Um, oh, flip. Anyway. <laughs> hard, to, hard to explain in the few seconds we've got left yes, um, yes, yeah. uh, Mickey thank you very much I think I called you Michael there <laughs> he said Michael Sorry, okay. um, Mickey thanks very much for coming on and chatting it's obvi- obviously always a joy to chat to you. Um, thank you Matt thank you everyone for listening to Mickey I know it was really hard but we've got through it I'm just going to put this out I'm the first straight guy on the Honest to Pod podcast Mm. Is that true? Well, we only had two other guests, so it's not a it's not a okay. It's not a great achievement, but it's a fact. I will say you're you the interesting and the oldest. That's also true. <laughs> so we can just lay out. Yeah. Well, <laughs> see, see, whenever you're putting this up, right? Just just the settle an argument when you're putting this up, Matt. You put it up and put a photo of me and Ashley beside each other and ask the question. 
Who looks the youngest? Alright. 100%. No filters. No filters, nothing. And we'll go on the vote. I need to well, find pictures of you. The thing is, there's no pictures of you because you've got pictures of you topless and Ashley has pictures of every other crossfitter except for you. <laughs> so <laughs> it's going to be impossible to find one. It's true, it's true. But I'll look. I'll On look. that note, guys, <laughs> um, thanks, thanks okay, everyone I'll for listening. I 100% will. <laughs> Mm -hmm. thanks everyone for <laughs> thanks thank everyone for listening thank you thanks bye -bye. Mickey and everyone chat soon bye 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 bye, bye, -bye. bye, -bye. <laughs>